0: Welcome to the Church Times podcast. Try 10 issues for £10, or two months' access to our website and apps also for £10. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash new hyphen reader. Alexander Faludi, what, what were some of the challenges in researching Orwell's relationship with the Church and with Christianity?
1: I think it's that so much of the evidence is um, uh, contradictory and contested, and what I... Um, uh, present in the article uh, can only be uh, at, at most a best guess um, because I don't think that it was a straight line with him. I think there is, a, there is an overall arc, an overall pattern that you can see, um, but uh, um, it, it, it's not uh, as simple necessarily as, as, a, uh, as a loss of faith. Uh, at a given moment, um, for instance, in the early nineteen thirties when he was teaching in Uxbridge um at uh, the period when he was indeed a subscriber to the Church Times, he did go to communion regularly served at mass and um, would go ahead of the parish priest uh, to prepare the sick and the dying to receive Holy Communion at home. Um, And and that is a bit more than someone who is just going through the motions, um, albeit I think it is clear uh, that um, by the end of his life, certainly, um, and probably a good way before then, um, he was sort of settled into his position of atheism, if not anti-theism.
0: Can we just go back to Orwell's upbringing and his, mm. his relationship with the church there?
1: Well, uh, of course, he um, was baptised at a, a mission station in India before his family um, left India to return uh, to the UK. Um, and his earliest education uh, was at a Roman Catholic convent school in Henley uh, uh, before going to an Anglican prep school on the uh, south coast at at Eastbourne and and, and then on to Eton. It's clear that he began to toy with sceptical ideas about um, faith or sceptical approach to faith in his uh, late teens. That's quite well documented uh, in, in some of his poetry and uh, that uh, represents the influence both intellectually probably of H.G. Wells and Bernard Shaw, uh, uh, but also his um, personal uh, friendship, sort of romantic friendship, they're not quite a romance, uh, with his, his very sceptical uh, teenage friend Yacinth uh, the y- 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 Buddakam. But one suspects that uh, Burma uh, may have been the place where his sort of faith and worldview uh, received the most direct challenge. Um, and I put some reasons together uh, for that in, in, in the article. Uh, but there, there is chronologically element, an element of doubt hovering over that. And it's interesting that in A Clergyman's Daughter, which is his most explicitly theological work, um, the main character's loss of faith also has a considerable ambiguity about um, uh, the exact point. Um, and uh, 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 perhaps he didn't quite know himself.
0: Could you say a bit more about what happened in Burma that precipitated this loss of faith?
1: I think it was uh, that he saw um, how Christianity, which was the greatest gift, as it were, that Britain could bestow on its empire, the ideological underpinning of the imperial project, um, didn't really seem to do much to prevent the British behaving appallingly towards the Burmese, um, and indeed, um, entrenching kinds of religious segregation within the life of the church. And the the portrait of colonial Christianity in um, Burmese days, his earliest uh, novel, is, is distinctly unflattering.
0: And you write in your piece that in time, democratic socialism became Orwell's new creed.
1: Yes, uh, I, I think um, I, sort of toying with, with left-wing ideas probably again uh, began in uh, his, his late teens under the influence of the very secular and, and left-leaning uh, writers that he was absorbing. Um, but it sort of becomes a, a passion after he uh, returns uh, to England, and uh, rather than being sort of faced with the racial injustice of the colonies, um, uh, is confronted with the the, uh, the social injustice of um, uh, uh, Britain in the 1930s. Uh, he sort of you know he begins to embrace. Uh, uh, socialism as a uh, response to the uh, uh, poverty and uh, uh, inequalities he sees uh, around him and he becomes um, associated with the ILP, the Independent Labour Party, uh, you know, kind of towards the the, uh, the left of the uh, Um, labour movement spectrum in in the early early to mid-30s. But the democratic element in democratic socialism, um, I think, gets uh, very strongly reinforced by his experiences in Spain during the Spanish Civil War, um, uh, where he kind of becomes very um, alarmed by the hegemonic. Um, pretensions of uh, uh, of the communist elements in the um, uh, Spanish, in this, uh, fighting on the, the side of the Spanish government and trying to destroy really the other left-wing groups. And um, that sort of fundamental libertarian strain, uh, that sense of the importance of uh, the defence of the individual against uh, the system would, would sort of work itself out um, uh, progressively in his writing, Um, uh, 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 and and the danger of eroding those kind of individual freedoms and safeguards and and, and pluralism, um, uh, 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 of course, gets its most dire uh, issues in the dire warning of 1984. And can we
0: talk a bit more about um, Orwell's books and specifically the portrayal of the church and and clergy, I suppose, in those books? Um, You talk a bit about down and out in Paris and London in in your piece.
1: Yes, um, and and clergy don't um, uh, come across... All that creditably in that work and in uh, a clergyman's daughter, uh, the clergyman who who has a daughter um, uh, uh, is is really something of a monster. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's not flattering. Uh, though he did have some uh, friendships with individual clerics, um, I suspect that again some of his oh, hostility towards institutional religion may have been connected with his experiences in Spain and kind of the alignment uh, between um, uh, uh, Franco and the, uh, uh, and the Catholic Church. Um, uh, though the issue of anti-Catholicism in Orwell is, is slightly different and, and somewhat more complicated.
0: And you write about in in Down and Out how he attacks the fusion of poor relief and proselytism. Can you say a little bit more about that?
1: Yes, indeed. And he sort of uh, um, goes through these experiences where people who are, um, as he as, as he says, unable uh, unable to to pay for their supper are made to pray for it. He has this horror of the way that um, uh, tramps and beggars are made to go through um, a performance of religious observance often uh, before being. Um, given food and shelter, um, and also of the way that um, uh, 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 religious groups will sort of force their way uh, uh, uninvited into the um, homeless hostels of of the East End. But but at the same time, uh, when he was talking about his experiences of tramping, um, there was something quite Franciscan about it. Uh, And while... um, he was sort of genuinely de- sort of semi-destitute in Paris. His tramping in the 1930s in Britain um, was a, a, a voluntary embrace of poverty so that he could write about it. Um, and in uh, correspondence with friends like St. Francis, he did talk about embracing lady poverty. Uh, uh, so there's a paradox there.
0: Is, am I, is it right to say that Orwell, I mean, despite his avowed atheism, could never quite shake off Christianity and, and even... Was, acknowledged that he he couldn't really see the world really without it when it came down to it. I I think that's um,
1: absolutely right. Um, I don't think that's the same as saying that he retained some lingering metaphysical belief or that um, uh, in in opting for a um, Christian burial, as he did in the end, that he was hedging his bets. I think it was um, a a realistic acknowledgement that his intellectual structure had been constructed by the normative Christian discourse um, that, uh, that he could never quite... Uh, shake himself free of that even when he criticized Christianity institutional Christianity for its actual historical failings he was judging it by Christianity's own moral standards and not say those of the pagan world or of the far eastern cultures um, that uh, he had met with and I don't think it's an accident that of course one of his uh, collections of of, of work um, uh, of these sort of shorter pieces, his essays in the 1940s, is is called uh, Inside the Whale. You know, seeing himself as as a sort of Jonah preaching uh, to Nineveh, um, or, you know, Orwell speaking to Britain. And, and you talk about
0: um, Tom Holland's latest work, Dominion, um, mm. that makes make similar points about um, Christianity's yes. influence. Mm-hmm. How might the church and, and Christians profit from reflecting on Orwell's life and his writing?
1: I think Orwell um, is uh, provides a or offers a call to self-examination to uh, the fact that uh, someone of such moral integrity um, and such brilliance of intellect um, could be disillusioned by the the actual expression of Christian life um, should call Christians sort of you know a greater holiness um, so that 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 sort of loss doesn't repeat um, I think there's a uh, another dimension, though, which is that, um, you know, obviously Christians are committed to the one who is the way, the truth and the life. And Orwell's um, sense of truth and his hostility to propaganda and to fake news, uh, of which he saw sort of the, the earliest um, modern uh, stirrings in, in terms of the age of mass technology, um, uh, should should remind Christians of a a prophetic vocation to to cut through those things and 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 to speak the truth boldly and plainly.
0: You, you mentioned earlier in this interview a clergyman's daughter. Um, I mean, is there, is there a bit more to say about
1: that? Yes, I, I think um, it, it's actually one of All world's most interesting books. Um, we're, we're quite fortunate that his executors uh, uh, ignored his his request. Um, that it should, if possible, not be reprinted. It, it's an uneven work. Um, it's it, it's not his best styled, um, but it is in many ways his most uh, illuminating um, about uh, uh, about his own kind of feelings about religion, um, and it's incredibly th- sort of uh, theologically literate. Um, Dorothea, uh, the main character, or Dorothy, of course, yeah, that means loved by God, um, uh, and she as a sort of proxy for Orwell in so many ways, uh, is, uh, you know, she's been constantly struck on the hip, um, like Jacob, um, wrestling with the angel. I literally struck on the hip. Uh, And uh, she comes to um, self-knowledge while being uh, offered an apple um, in a field in Kent uh, by her lover, Um, uh, you know, uh, not in the Garden of Eden, but in the Garden of England. Um, And while we, we know um, uh, 1984 and Animal Farm uh, much better, not least because of the, the, uh, the wonderful 1984 cartoon. Um, if there was a, a, a work by Orwell that I would encourage Church Times readers to, um, uh, to, uh, to read in the next year, this year, the 70th anniversary of his, his death, it would be that one.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Church Times podcast. You can find more news, analysis, comment and book reviews on our website,